Welcome to the Fleet Safety Geeks podcast, where we discuss the latest industry trends, best practices, and strategies for keeping your fleet and its drivers safe on the road. Whether you're a fleet manager, safety professional, or a driver yourself, our goal is to provide valuable insights and actionable tips to help you prevent accidents, protect lives, and promote a culture of safety within your organization. From vehicle maintenance and driver training to regulations and technology, we cover it all. Tune in every week as we explore the challenges and opportunities of fleet safety in today's fast-paced, ever-changing world. All right, we're back with another episode of Fleet Safety Geeks. Phil, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing, Bob? I'm doing good. Um, We had to take a week off because ah, there was just so much depression in the air. Um, the Super Bowl just didn't turn out as as great of a Super Bowl as it was, I'll say. Um, it didn't turn out the way you liked, and, and I didn't hear from you for a week. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't in the morning, Bob. I've just been busy. Uh, you know, uh, I, I do, uh, as I've been brought out in this uh, uh, podcast, and I have my Philly stuff hanging back here. I'm a Philadelphia sports fan. Um, you know, I am a big Eagles fan, but uh, yeah, it certainly didn't turn out the way I'd hoped. But I have to say congratulations to Kansas City. They did a great job. Andy Reid, fantastic coaching job. Uh, Eagles did not adjust to what Andy was doing. And uh, they won the game, and they should have won the game. Uh, but, uh, you know, congratulations to them. But, boy, I wish the Eagles would have won. That would have been so yeah, nice. Well, um, I'm not an Eagles or Chiefs fan, but I did appreciate uh, probably one of the most exciting Super Bowls we've had. In it was a great time. Super so, Bowl. Yeah, that yeah. was, uh, if nothing else, it was fun. <clears throat> um I will say, you know, I'm not making any excuses. I'm not a fan of either team, um, but I think the players should play and and the refs should let them play. And and yeah. maybe a call in the last minute is not a good thing that 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 resets the down. So yeah, yeah and I looked at that, and a lot of Eagles fans are whining about that. You know, just grow up, put your big pants on, big boy pants on, and uh, let it go. Uh, the the fact is, the Eagles couldn't stop KC in the second half. So that's what lost them the game, not that one bad call or whatever. And, and not necessarily it was a bad call, okay? I'm not yeah. saying it was a bad call. It was a slight hold. Uh, but anyway, I'm sure we're boring people who don't follow football. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's baseball season now, so let's go on. You know? <laughs> hey, Phil, I, I would say that you're actually passionate about Philly sports. A little bit. A little yeah. bit. Yeah, maybe there's some passion that we can uh, uh, talk about in this episode. Great segue, Bob. Um, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about. So uh, I like to call this like a passion for safe driving. And then let's 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 get into that. So is there something you're passionate about, something you really like enjoy doing other than fleet safety geeks and driver safety and all that? I mean, we're, obviously, we are both safety geeks and we are passionate about that. But is there something that you you enjoy doing? Yeah, a lot of people in the industry know that that I kind of collect and work on vintage motorcycles. Um, so yeah. I have two vintage motorcycles, and one has been a work in progress for about three years. <laughs> so you do all the work on them? I do all the work. Totally rebuild you say, this one. You, you learn, you learn. Like how, how do you learn to work on motorcycles? What, how did that happen? Um, well, I, I did a lot of research. YouTube has been my best friend. Um, working with other people who are knowledgeable. Um, but basically, I just go out there and and teach myself how to, you know, work on these things. Why? 
uh, well, I'm passionate about it. There it <laughs> I is. Want to, I want to do it well. I want exactly. I want to get it right. <laughs> exactly what I was hoping you would say. And this is not scripted, folks. Okay. <laughs> <This is> not, <laughs> yeah. So that's exactly where I was going about with it. You know, so you're passionate about that, and 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 that's you know that's as humans we do become passionate about things. And, right. and Bob, mine. When I was younger, I don't play nearly as much as I used to, but it was playing guitar. I love playing guitar. And as a young man, I mean, kid growing up, I mean, I always had a guitar in my hand. I was, and I learned how to play kind of because of my oldest sister. She had a guitar, and then I started playing with that. And my fingers were so little, I couldn't even get my fingers around the fretboard. I used to play it with my thumb, you know, and, and, but I, I could pick up songs. Like if I heard a note, I knew that it was a note to a song and everything. So I learned how to play. And then I actually took some lessons and I, I used to play for hours at a time, you know, when I had the time, get my homework done, go play guitar. And in fact, uh, my parents actually wanted me to go to school for music. Uh, I decided to be a policeman instead. They were not happy about that, but, um, <laughs> But that was my passion. And here's the thing. Let me ask you this. Do you mind putting in the time to learn how to work on your motorcycles and do the mechanics? No. In fact, I barely have time to spend time with my family. I barely have time to put in all the hours for work. I barely have time to do a lot of the other things, but I make time to do that. Yeah. Yeah, because it's your passion. And that was the same way with me. I mean, I, I did not mind putting in one second of time to learn how to play guitar. And, you know, so more recently, I really want to learn a second language. I want to learn Spanish because there's a pretty large Hispanic population in the area where I live. And I want to be able to converse with people so that I'm going to put the time in it when I find the time right. to do that. And I won't mind putting in the time. I want to become passionate about it. Right, right. Now, so that's your passion. I know your son, Bobby, he plays guitar and he, he spends some time learning how to do that. Yes, he's been um, playing for about four years now. Um, he puts in uh, at least an hour a night, um, but he also goes to lessons and, right. you know, he gets rewarded. You know, the, the the school he's going to right now, you know, plays at local venues where big acts come and play. And, I, and I, saw the, I saw the videos and the pictures. I mean, it's really cool. That is really neat yeah. to see your son doing yeah. that. So he doesn't mind putting in the time to learn how to do that. Nope, nope, not at all. So where am I going with all this? <laughs> well, this is a, a driver safety, fleet safety podcast. There's got to be some connection with, with uh, being passionate about driving, right? Right. And that's the thing, right? So just think about how great, how great it would be if as a society, all drivers became passionate about being safe when they get behind the wheel. Now, let me ask you, Bob. When you go to uh, do something, some work on your uh, motorcycle, do you just, I mean, there are certain things I think that you would probably do on a regular basis, maintenance and things like that. Do you have to like, do you just kind of naturally do it? Do you know how to do it? If it's, if it's a regular PM, <clears throat> I mean, I've been working on cars my whole driving career, so I, I, I kind of know how to do that, but I had to learn. Um, but yeah, if I'm going to take the motor out or rebuild the motor, I better do a little bit of research before I tear that thing apart right. or I'm not putting it back together. Right. Right. Um, so I say, I want to learn another language. If I learn that language and I become proficient at that language, and I, 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 I know how to speak in another language. I won't have to think about forming every word. When I play a chord on a guitar, I don't have to think about where to put my fingers on the fretboard to, to make that chord. I just do it right. again. How great would it be if drivers just 
built the right habits, became passionate about driver safety, they wouldn't have to think about maintaining a proper following distance. Right. They wouldn't have to think about proper scanning techniques, you know, to the sides and, and, and four seconds ahead and checking their mirrors every five to seven seconds. They wouldn't have to think about this. It would be absolutely foreign to them to not pay attention to their driving. They would just naturally do it if they form the right habits because of being passionate about being safe when they are behind the wheel. Do you, do you see where I'm going with this now? Yeah, and you've you've said this before, and you say it in in, in other training is is um it, it's muscle memory, right? Exactly. You know, absolutely, it is. It absolutely yeah, is. It, it's muscle and mental memory. Okay, so it's, it sounds that's redundant, but you know, it's it's <laughs> it's like if you do the right things, if you do something often enough, you just naturally do it. Right. It should be natural for people to drive safely. In fact, if you drove unsafely, it should be it should feel totally unnatural and you revert back to your good habits. So it's about developing those good habits, but to develop those good habits and to learn something, you have to be passionate about it. So that's the whole you know, the point of this, this, this podcast is being passionate about being safe when you get behind the wheel. I love the idea. And, you know, if, if we think of a fleet driver, since it's fleet safety geeks, even though every driver, you know, should be passionate about driving, you know, some of, um, you know, my drivers are technicians, right? So they're passionate about the work that they do for the company. Um, they're great <clears throat> um, providing the service that they do for our customers. And the vehicle is just a tool to get there. So I think every fleet driver should get behind the wheel and be passionate about everything they do behind the wheel because their safety could be at risk. Um, so I think that that's a really good point. Um, and any driver who gets behind the wheel, who's passionate about driving, which, you know, we keep getting told that we'll never have self-driving cars because people love their cars too much. They're too passionate to give up their, their car, their driving. Um, electric cars weren't going to happen because people love the V8s and the gas engines and, and everything that, that you could do with the car because they had passion behind it. So if they're so passionate about it, why are we having so many accidents? Why are things going wrong behind the wheel? Yeah, because they're distracted. And that's the problem, isn't it? I think that comes back back to this point is that, you know, even though people do like to drive, <clears throat> they're not passionate about being safe while they're doing it. Right. And you mentioned about the, you know, your technicians, the people who drive for your company, you know, they're passionate about learning their job. And that's great because, man, isn't that, isn't that what the, you know, uh, you want with an employee? But what they right. need to understand is that part of their job is driving. A big right. part of their job is driving. So they need to be as passionate about that as they are about learning the the, the trade that they're being taught by their company. So yeah, um, whether they like it or not, um, you know, they need to be passionate about that as well. So and, and it's a very good point, Bob. It's like, OK, so they don't want all you know, they don't want to they don't want to give up the behind the wheel. They don't want you, know, you want to be able to draw, you know, get in a, get behind the wheel and then zoom down the road. OK, cool. But why are they still crashing if they're you know, they don't want to give that up, you know, because you know why? Because they're doing other stuff. If you're passionate about your driving, drive. Don't do other stuff. Just drive. Just uh, drive. Yeah, we've, we've said that a number of times. Uh, I think the Kiefer Foundation says that. You know, yeah. that's just what we yeah, should be doing drive. behind the wheel. Exactly. Yeah. When we had, 
Mr. Kiefer on and he had the paddle that said, just drive. And it's like, I love that. It's exactly, exactly, exactly right. So uh, I want to share some statistics with you. Maybe we can convince people to uh, to get behind this. So we know that in uh, you know 2021, the crash rates and the fatality rates and everything associated with those crashes went through the roof. And But I broke it down even further. And 2022 stats aren't out yet, or I would have been sharing those. Um, they're not formalized yet. But uh, uh, some of the things I learned were this, Bob. So in 2021, there were 42,915 fatalities on the roads just in the U.S. And that's the highest it's been, I think, in 19 years, something like that. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. So then that equates to 118 lives lost every day. If you break it down further, that means that there was a life lost on our roadways every 12 minutes. By the time we're done with this podcast, Bob, two people are going to die. We're 12 minutes in right now. Right. So somebody just lost their life. 4.4 million, Bob, 4.4 million people were injured. If you break that down. That is 3,055 people, not 300, 3,055 people were injured every minute. And if you break that down into seconds, there were 51 injuries every second of 2021. 51 people, just in the U.S., 51 people were injured every second. 1,001, there's 1,002, 102. I mean, come on. Yeah. At what point? At what point, and I'm going, I'm getting into angry film mode here again. <laughs> at what point do we as a society say enough is enough? Right. At what point do we say, you know what? I'm not going to use the phone. I'm putting it down. I'm not going to talk on the phone, hands-free or handset. I'm not going to text. I'm not going to email. I'm not going to tweet. I'm not going to do any of that garbage. I'm, going to, I'm not going to watch TikTok videos while I'm driving. I'm going to put my electronics away. At what point do we as a society say enough is enough? Was it right. 51 people injured every minute? And, and here's the thing too, Bob. I'm going to get a little serious here. There are few things in life that can change so many lives as rapidly as a crash can. I've shown my, with, with mathematical certainty when I reconstruct crashes that crashes happen in split seconds. If people could gain just a half a second back, the cars would have missed. They wouldn't have hit. Everybody would have gone home and all that heartache wouldn't have to happen. Right. And you think, wow, that, that's, that's tough, you know. But here's the thing. Losing a loved one to a crash is, is tragic. It's absolutely tragic. And for the people who are left behind, quite often... They never get over it. They may learn how to cope, but they never really get over it. But here's the here's one even more just grieving. The responsibility to take care of somebody who has been life-alteringly injured from a crash quite often falls on the family members. And that is an extremely heavy burden. Do you want to do that to your family member? Do you want to be the person who, when you're driving down the road because you decide to get on a phone call or send a text, you cause that heartache for somebody else? Right. I mean, I know I'm getting really heavy here, but it has. we have to get heavy about it because I don't think people understand just the, just the ramifications of their bad decisions when they are behind the wheel. 
at what point, what does it need to take for us as a nation, as a global community, to stop being stupid when we're behind the wheel? What is it going to have to take? 51 people injured every second. 12, uh, every 12 minutes, somebody died. And the 2022 stats aren't looking too much better. In fact, some of the stats are worse. Yeah. What do we need to do? What, what has to happen until we as a society just say enough? Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, and you keep bringing up phones and, and phones and distractions probably are the main, main cause of it fatalities right um, now behind the wheel. Um, so obviously people have focused their passion on their phone more than driving down the road and, and focusing their passion on, on driving safely. Um, and that's, that's got to change. And, you know, it's, it's really frustrating. You know, we keep talking about it. It's common sense and yet it keeps happening. And, and that's, that's really frustrating. Um, you know, we were talking earlier, I, I don't own any guns. I don't commonly shoot guns, but I have shotguns. Um, um, I used to work for law enforcement as a civilian, but I did go through qualifying once. Um, and it was very, um, we, we, we had to focus on safety every second of everything that we did, how you held the gun, um, which way it was pointed. Um, where your finger was, where you stood, what you did when you, when you pulled the trigger and you were a cop, you went through this and, mm -hmm. and, you know, the thing I, I asked you is when you went through qualifying or when you learned how to use a gun, were you using your phone at the same time? Absolutely not. I mean, yeah, I, I think you would have gotten days off if you did anything stupid like that. <laughs> um, no, absolutely not. You couldn't even bring them into the range. Um, when we were doing qualifying, you couldn't bring your phones in. Um, because it could cause a distraction. Um, and it's a very regimented, uh, you know, it's ready on the left, ready on the right, already on the firing line, commence firing. And it, it was it was very, very regimented. And, and, and something else that we, you know, taught and, you know, um, when I went through the police academy, when I was on the range, uh, even as a kid growing up, because uh, both of my parents were hunters, okay? Uh, and and uh, I grew up with guns, so I do have a gun collection. But the point of it is that, it never even comes close to being unsafe because first of all, my guns are locked up in one place and my ammunition is locked up in another. Okay. And as my kids, you know, my, I, I had the key, you know, so I would never, my children could never even get there. And as a kid, I remember growing up, my dad wouldn't even let us look at the guns unless he was there with us. In fact, he was so, he, he said, Oh, he says, every gun is loaded. When you pick up a gun, it's loaded. So the first thing you do is you check to make sure it's not loaded. So, you know, the, the gun obviously, obviously was not loaded, but he said, just think that every gun that you pick up is loaded. And first thing you do, check to make sure that's clear. There is no, there is no ammo in it. Um, and so that's what we, that's the way we were taught. Uh, my dad was passionate about that. Uh, and I think you make a very valid, um, you know, comparison here. Yeah. So, pretty regimented when we're uh when you're on the range and qualifying and things like that and you would never even think about getting in you know doing anything with your electronics when you're doing that because it's mm -hmm. unsafe well guess what your car is a weapon also it's a loaded weapon it surely not, is not careful with it that's right every 12 minutes somebody dies from because of those weapons colliding with something each other or other things yeah so that's right. 
Yeah, I think it's a really good, uh, you know, comparison there, Bob, because <laughs> if you think of it that way, um, pretty scary, pretty scary. You know, why don't people put that much effort into being safe behind the wheel as like what I was told? We weren't even allowed to point our toy guns at each other. That's how, that's how, that. you know, that's, that's how, that, that's... you know, <laughs> focused my dad, I'm going to say the word right. focused my dad was on that stuff. We weren't even allowed to point toy, point toy guns at each other because he didn't want us to pick up anything anything as far as a bad habit. That was just the way it was. That's the way I was. I, I learned. And man, how great would it be if people would just put that same amount of effort and that same passion for safety into driving? Yeah. So for all of our, you know, listeners and watchers on YouTube, what I mean there's got to be a call to action here, right? Can't we get everybody to commit okay. to put their phones down, turn it off, put it okay. in the glove box, put it in the back seat? What, what can we do here? So here's what I'm going to say, and I'm going to put the call out to everybody who listens to this and, and put it out to other people. Why can't it start with you? Why can't you be the the, the, the person who, who starts this case? So start, it, start with you, and then every time you get behind the wheel, dedicate yourself, make it your passion to be safe, Every time you drive, get rid of the bad habits, replace them with the good. So you start it. Okay. And then let that progress to your family members and your friends. Let that progress then to your community. Let that then progress to the organization that you work for. Why, why can't you be the change maker within your company? Why can't, and Bob, you said it all the time. It's like, if it's not your job, make it your job. Why can't you be that change maker? Why can't you be the person who begins the, the, the driver safety culture within your organization and let it permeate your entire organization? Why can't you be that change maker? It has to start somewhere. Let it start with you. That's right. Yep. There you go. That's a call to action. Anybody listening, it starts with you right there. It has to. It has to start somewhere, Bob. I mean, we started this uh, silly little podcast here, but I think we started because we had a conversation about how we want people to be safe on the roads. And we're both passionate about that, right? We only do it because we're passionate about right. it. I mean, seriously, Bob, are you busy? Very, extremely. A little bit, right? So am I. So am I. I'm very busy, right? But we take out the time to do this, don't we? That's right. You know, and I'm not we, saying uh, I'm not giving ourselves pats on the back here. What I'm saying is that, no. that that's the kind of passion you need to get if you. Be the change maker within your organization, within your company, the group you work for, you know, your community. Be the change maker. Um, it's just so important. It, people are dying and getting hurt every second. And that's not an exaggeration. I did the math. Yeah. It's like, what do we need to do? Well, and as parents, too, if you have kids, young kids, teenagers, whatever. Be, set, you know, be the example, oh. set the example. If, if you're doing something that you don't want them to do, you know, you're, you're, you're basically, you know, just saying that it's okay. Um, uh, so don't do that. I'm going to give a throwback to my, my cop days. Okay. So I would stop people for speeding and reckless driving and things like that. And I'd ride them up and everything. Well, then they'd get their kids to a point where they're driver age, right. And their kids are speeding and driving reckless and getting tickets and things like that and crashing. And the parents that come to me and say, oh, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with it. I try to tell him not to do that and everything. I say, dude, he's following your example. Right. You exactly. know, yeah. you, he, he watched you drive. 
He was sitting in the back seat there while you were doing your goofy things behind the wheel. And guess what? You set the poor example. Now fix it. It's on you. And you know, I'm getting be angry Phil here again, Bob. Um, it, but yeah, you know, it's like they they wonder why these things are occurring. Well, it's pretty easy to figure out. You know, yeah. you know. So so why not be that change maker? You know, with your family, with your community, with your the organization you work for, for the company you work for, be the person who you know, grabs the reins and takes off with it. And and here's the thing, Bob. One life saved or one injury, serious injury prevented, it's worth all of the effort. It's worth it all of the effort. Um, <laughs> to, to quote the Beatles, Beatles, I mean, I you may say I'm a dreamer. I, I I sincerely hope I'm not the only one. It's like, come on, you know, why why can't we do this? Why can't we do this as a society? Why can't we change the way we behave when we get behind the wheel? Yeah. Well, I think that we can. I think everybody on listening to this uh, podcast um, can be that leader. They can be that change maker. Uh, that's our call to action. Please do that. Um, but with that, unless you have some closing comments, you know, we're right at that point. Um, you know, feel free to to um, re repeat your call to action or, or get angry, fill out whatever it takes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep myself. So I certainly don't want to drive angry. So I'm not driving right now. Um, <laughs> well, that's another whole episode, Bob, about emotions and driving. That's, that's another episode. But yeah, um, yeah I, I'll just call you know, again, as you call it, the call to action. Um, be that person. You know, you need to start with yourself, though. You know, you have to develop the good and safe driving habits, and you need to stop uh, being distracted. Um, I mean, what is it going to have to take until people stop driving while impaired? You know, drunk or high or both. Um, you know, be the person who's going to just say, "Nope, I choose not to do that anymore. I'm going to change the way I drive." Um, and then set that example, and then help others. Um, just help others. As you said, Bob, I love when you say is like, if it's not your job, make it your job. I just right, think absolutely. that is exactly yeah. right. And anybody, if, if you're a fleet driver and you can convince, you know, a colleague to put their phone down, you've become a leader, right? right. Just, just be that leader, be, be that change maker. Yep, yeah. Absolutely. Be bold, be bold. Don't be afraid yeah. of offending people. Say, well, listen, I'm just concerned that, you know, I want you to see, make sure you stay safe. Argue with that one. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right, my friend. Thank you so much. Um, this yeah, is a, a, a very good, very important episode um, and hopefully uh, it reaches a lot of people. So uh, I sure thank you very much. Thank you. Bob. Take yeah. care. And until next week, we'll talk soon. Thank you. <laughs>